Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, Happy New Year. Hope you had a good Christmas. I bought my wife the Harry Potter Trivial Pursuits game, which was not as exciting as I had anticipated. When I opened up, it was just a load of boring questions about Harry Potter, like this one, um, which I couldn't answer. How long do the champions have to complete the second task of the Triwizard Tournament? I don't know, a day? One hour, Rich, was the answer. So in that one, at least you could have had a guess. But uh, most of them are like, you know, John Fandango or something. You have to just make it up. It's, it's very difficult. Anyway, it's uh, the Rahalaspa Rahalaspa is carrying on. We've got Tom Davis uh, today. If you like these and want to keep them going, then it would be really amazing if you could go to gofasterstripe.com slash badges and make a tiny little payment in return for a badge. You can do that as a one-off thing. You can do it without getting a badge in return if you want us to get all of your money. So you can also do a monthly badge, which would be terrific if you would do that, if you pay a pound or more a month. If you think these podcasts are worth uh, three and a bit pence each, then if you went and gave a pound a month, that would pretty much cover what you think they're worth. And all that money gets plowed back into making more podcasts. Plus, you get access to a secret video channel of backstage interviews that can't be seen by the normal non-badge scum. Uh, you get entry into a prize draw where I give away loads of DVDs, books, old scripts, and other bits of paraphernalia that you might enjoy and that might one day be valuable if I 
ever become successful. And you also get an email every now and again telling you about who the guests are going to be ahead of everyone else and other such stuff. So if that sounds interesting to you and you would like to help us make more, we generally only need about 10,000 of the 150,000 people who listen to this to chip into that in order to be able to not ever have to ask for any money anywhere else and be able to carry on filming and making all the podcasts we do. So um, have a think and think about whether you want to be one of those people. Um, Have a look at the YouTube channel and you can see what was given away at Christmas to give you an idea of the prizes. Anyway, let's sit back and enjoy Rahul with Tom Davis who is a very funny and nice man. I hope you'll enjoy it. Goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who doesn't know who the next President of the United States is. You do, don't you? But he doesn't. It's Richard Herring! I can't wait. I'm full of beans. I'm full of beans. Look at me. Full of beans. I've been eating beans. Welcome uh, to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. I was talking to Dave Prowse the other day. He was uh, not dressed as Darth Vader. He was dressed as the Green Cross Code Man. He told me to take down the road because he wouldn't be there the next time I crossed the road. He got a rehearsal of us. I don't know if that's a pretty cool guy. Isn't he? Oh, Dave, remember the Green Cross Code Man? Good, wasn't it? Did it stop? Must have worked because you're here, right? So there's Syria. If you hadn't paid attention to him, uh, he was Darth Vader as well. Do you know that the Green Cross Man was Darth was Dave Prowse? You didn't know that. So you learn, so it's not just comedy. Some of it, in some ways, hardly any of it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> we learn something new. So, uh, well, it's a very exciting time. We've got uh, Jodell Hill is in the house. Hello, Jodell. How are you doing? Yeah, look, you get someone that's actually bringing you champagne. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, as we speak, uh, one of our Kickstarter people, who may be asking a question uh, in one of them. Either, if you can hang around till next week, maybe we'll ask a question. If you, don't, if you mind hanging around till next week, you can ask a question next week. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the news is kind of crazy. As we go to press, I mean, it's, uh, the people listening to this are listening uh, maybe at the beginning of 2017, if there is a planet Earth at that point uh, so we're just about to find out who the uh, next president of the United States is and, and the people at home know that it's President Trump <laughs> do you think it's going to happen in Carter? I mean that's funny now right we're, we're laughing here in the room no one at home is laughing they listen to this on some kind of it'll be a, you'll have to listen to podcasts just on a tin can with a string that's just connected to Mike and we go hey, yeah hello Welcome to my guest, the charred remains of Tony Rocks. And uh, Brexit, I'm sure Brexit will still be dragging on. I don't think that's going to be uh, solved anytime soon. Uh, In fact, I was thinking, we said we would definitely leave the European Union. We voted for that, so we have to do that, right? Because that's democracy. Uh, uh, But we didn't say when we would do it, did we? That's the thing. So I just say we should, let's say we do it in 50 years' time. That should make everyone happy. We'll definitely do it. We'll go in 50 years' time. That'll give us time to, you know, make some trade agreements and make sure it's all, rather than just getting out of there. Plus, by that stage, we could just, at the last minute, have another vote just to check everyone. <laughs> I think in 50 years' time, when all those old fuckers are dead. <laughs> I think we might stay, but we'll see. It's my, I think everyone will be happy with that arrangement. I'm going to put that to uh, the Daily Mail. I'm sure they will call me a, <laughs> a freedom fighter. Uh, so, um... <laughs> So yes, look, we're going to crack straight on because we've got two fantastic guests. I'm hoping my guest is there. He was in the loo last time I looked. Is he there? Yeah, good. Uh, so he's probably best known as Barry Gale from Southampton Football Club new kit promotion video series. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> pretty impressive. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's Tom Davis. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Davis. 
beating all man. How are you doing? Very well, yeah, yeah. Last time I was here, I died. Did you? On this stage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It stopped my career. So literally having a lot of conversations out the back there. a few people that, yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a weird uh, little room, but it's a lovely room. Yes, it's, yeah, it's it seems nice. lovely. I've, I've sort of vetted everyone. Yeah. As they were coming in, they're, they're, sort of... They're a nice audience. I think that I think we'll go all right. We'll see. You know, it'd be two for two, though, if we die. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can handle myself. It's just there's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> So I watched a bit of this, um, what, how did the Southampton New Kit series of video? I mean, they're not even, they're, they're long videos, they're long promotional videos about Southampton Football Club changing their football kit to stripes. Is that, have I got Yeah, yeah, that's right, it? it's become my Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, I thought it was going to be one, there's sort of seven now. Yeah. Uh, it kept, they, kept, they got in touch about do, doing it, and uh, I like Adidas. I thought I might get some free clubber. Um, <laughs> Got with Southampton on, yeah. I'm not a fan. You're not a uh, fan of Southampton? No, no, I'm a West Ham fan, right. so it's sort of weird. It feels like cheating on your wife um, with another football club, uh, which is almost worse <laughs> if you're a West Ham fan. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, that's a fucking prick. What are you doing going off with Southampton? You know, it's just money. They get paid to be here, I pay you. Um, so, no, no, okay, they, they got in touch, and we've just done... Uh, I'm doing one next week, actually. Right. I'm going to Prague. Right. So, yeah, now they're in Europe. They're, they're finding all over Europe doing these things. So what what do they get out of it, though? I don't just. I have no idea. But I, you can ask that about any of my career. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else in the world getting out of it apart from me? They're funny, uh, though. I mean, they're funny videos. Oh, no, no, they're, they're, they're a lot of yeah. fun to make, and they're sort of just done on the hoof. And, yeah, I mean, I've got, it, it's one of those weird things. I'm a massive football fan, so it's sort of is a strange thing to be sort of sort of spending time with footballers which in itself is a bit like you know you meet your heroes who are comedians they're usually very sort of funny or you meet a lot of footballers and you're like oh wow there's literally nothing else apart from that you can play football <laughs> what would you have done <laughs> if you couldn't have some of them are good at raping women as well yeah so that's, that's foolish at that some of them. <laughs> I mean some of, the, yeah, some of them even get caught I mean the prisons would be more fun <laughs> It's a weird thing if you're just a rapist. Yeah. If you're a rapist who plays football, you've got a little bit more. Kudos. I prefer to think of them as footballers who do a bit of raping. Like, that's, that's, that's the I nice love one. that in an interview. Are you proud of your football? Yeah, I mean, my football careers. I mean, raping-wise, doing great things. Really busy with that. Hey, we're in, we're in show business, so we can't talk. So uh, it's, uh, let's, let's move on. Uh, so it feels like you've kind of appeared from nowhere overnight to the casual... Like a rapist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you've been been, been going for a a fair while, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, sort of plugging away really sort of eight years, I guess. It's that weird thing of, you know, as you know, it's sort of a lot of time of sort of building yourself and little baby steps to get to a position yeah. where you are, yeah, the where break I'm, out and, yeah, and whatever and everyone yeah, goes, baby oh, yeah. steps and I've got to the position where I'm talking to someone in a room <laughs> after 30 years. Yeah, you're right, it does take No, no, it takes time. I'm not saying, you know, we all go at different bases. <laughs> I didn't want to do baby steps forever, so I started running. Um, no, it's, yeah, it's that weird thing of, yeah. you sort of come to people's sort of uh, consciousnesses, I guess, Sometimes a bit slower than you, you might think. But you're in, you've been in a lot of things, I suppose, in the last two or three years. Yeah. That, so it's, it's kind of exploded, really. And the murder and successful is the kind of most. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that's that's the sort of the thing that's sort of blown up, really. I guess. Um, yeah, sort of plebs was was a big sort of thing, and 
stuff I've done with sort of Keith Lemon. I guess it is just that thing, and, and sort of I, I suppose that's the thing of not rushing it. I, by the time I got to do Murder, I'd done, I'd worked with Coogan, I'd worked with a lot yeah. of the sort of big hitters, so I sort of knew how I wanted to go about it. It's sort of an education itself. I mean, I don't come from a, a background of sort of as an actor or anything like that. I sort of come from a complete left field, really. So what were you doing before you were working as a builder in the building? Scaffolder. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a builder, mate. Come on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard to find out about you. I, I know, I'm yeah. I'm a very private man. <laughs> there, isn't any, there isn't much in the interview. So I knew you'd been... You talked about worrying about dropping bricks off the shard. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I was, I was there for when the shard was going up. Right. As a scaffolder, so I was a trailblazer on the shard. I didn't. I wasn't there at the end. Cause that I must be a hard one to scaffold. Though. That's a big. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying what I heard. I mean, I wasn't there in the town planning meetings. <laughs> <laughs> You're mad. You're crazy. It'll never. Um, but I. Uh, yeah, no, we were there for the sort of the basing out, as we called it, right. in the scaffolding game. Scaffolders are kind of quite crazy, though, aren't they? I mean, even yeah, like, yeah. I mean, when you talk to tradesmen, scaffolders are the kind of maverick. Dangerous, insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were, uh, yeah, they were breed apart, really. They're sort of. Um, I, I always, weirdly, when people say, oh, Did you always want to be a comedian? I always wanted, when I was sort of first, was sort of 14, 15, I wanted to be a scaffolder. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I just thought this might just be a change for a week or so. Um, but no, it were, yeah, they were, yeah, they sort of ruled the roost in, in the area, sort of, I grew up around sort of Croydon. They, uh, they sort of, that sort of, sort of the. They're, they're everyone's from there yeah. so it's that weird thing of sort of I guess Glasgow you going to shit building uh, not shit shit <laughs> <laughs> well I'm shit well, yeah, shit you know um, uh, and Gordon it was, it was scaffolding right. really, and it was sort of the trade that I fell into a bit and, and I sort of went away for, I worked for the RSPB for a week did you? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> sideways move from scaffolding yeah no I, 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 wanted a, I wanted a winter out of the cold um, <laughs> so I thought well what could I do and the only thing I could get was opening mail at the RSPB um, and uh, they had a, lo- a telephone line that where people used to phone up and uh, it was the first person I can't be sure if, if, if there's anyone who likes birds in here uh, but aviation sort of, um, uh, and uh, they was like, it was like the first blue tip that was going to fly over the white cliffs of Dover you got a hundred pounds reward so I said to my mate look when that phone call comes in I'll sort of phone you and you phone up and I will pretend we can we can get that hundred pounds uh, so we did it and we got caught <laughs> For me, it was, a, it was. I was thinking this could be a grift that could go on for yeah. years. <laughs> who's giving the prize? This is a bit like the Southampton. Yeah, I know. Who knows, who's giving the prize of £100 for the first blue? Yeah, it was the RSPB, though. Surely it, the, yeah. the bird should get the £100 anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Flying back, I don't know what this is fucking for. Go back the in first a, one here, yeah, they give me 100 quid. Go back in a plane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> So that was, I'd love to sit next to a bird like that. Yeah. You know, what are you doing here? 100 quid, I was the first one to get it. So I'm back going to make a loaf for a week now. And so what, how, how, how did you make the step from... Uh, what was the break that got you into... Was, my best friend was working at a TV company um, who's now most successfully director at James DeFront. And we sort of... He, he wanted to direct and, and I wanted to acting things. So we just started going out and we started making sort of little... Really, before YouTube kicked off, we started just making little videos and giving them to uh, some people like Shane Allen and, and different uh, producers. And uh, we slowly sort of started sort of getting better at them. Uh, and yeah, that was then sort of Lee Francis, who Keith Lemon, both selected at the time, saw it. And 
you know, put, start putting me in things really. And uh, to be honest with you, up until Murder and Successful, I was still going away, I was still doing building, still working a bit on market stalls. Right. And I just always thought it was this, it would, this would be a pipe dream. And one day someone would come in and go, oh, all right, mate, you know, we've done our bit, off your fuck. Um, <laughs> I'm still here. Um, so no, it's a weird, yeah, it was, it was sort of just taking it as it came really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a lovely thing to be here. Um, <laughs> So yeah, no, no, well, Moon Successful is like it's such an, I mean, it's such a high concept, and it's sort of a difficult thing to explain if people haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, but and it and it sort of feel like it shouldn't work, but it kind of really does work. You know what I mean? It's sort of such a crazy idea because it's basically an improvised show around a detective, which is you, mm. and then yeah. you get a celebrity, and usually kind of a sort of yeah, yeah. someone from Towie or reality TV or of some kind. Yeah. To improvise. <laughs> to win well, this, this is a, this is I'm, I always the guy actually. Uh, came up with it with me he's in the room right. um, come on embarrassing and get him up here um, <laughs> but you know it was it's, it was it's, yeah it was a crazy thing we had to shoot some of it really to explain what it was and how it would work yeah um, and it's uh, yeah I mean it's it was that weird thing we just really liked it and we thought this is if nothing else we really enjoyed making a first series uh, and I mean as you sort of made me aware that some of the reviews weren't too far in well there's, um, a, there's a, you know when you google you as you say you yeah. said backstage the first review is a Daily Telegraph one yeah. star review uh, <laughs> saying, yeah, saying pretty, murdering uh, everyone will call it uh, murdering Flopsville yeah and again, no, I, I can't be the first one to think of that and you kind of go that's sort of an odd thing I mean it's a very badly written review that makes me want to watch it if I hadn't watched it but the show's really funny the, so the, you're the main character of this D.I. Sleet who's a conglomeration of all TV detectives you've ever seen. I think. Yeah, did you spend a lot of time? What I watch a lot of. I think you watched Diagnosis Murder. I saw. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I spent. I, I was just obsessed with watching. Things stand up. You become obsessed, don't you, with that yeah. sort of daytime stuff? And and we struck with the voice, and then just came up with Jason Statham. So that's right. sort of gruff. Whatever you do, you do. And he just does. This, there's a film with Jason Statham. I can't remember what it's called. Where he actually sort of. It's like someone's gone to him and gone. Do you do any other voices? <laughs> yeah, I can do anything you want. <laughs> do an American accent? Yeah. Okay. Works on it. And literally, the first three scenes, he's like, hey, how is everything? And then literally just gives up on it. <laughs> and then, then becomes, he's just like, so he's coming and going, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> Go back to the normal one. <laughs> just go, all right, whatever. <laughs> Which is all you need to know about any of these films if you haven't seen them. <laughs> but I think it's pretty surprising. It's, it's a nice show because the, you're not taking the piss out of the, the people coming no. in. So it'd be easy to have them on and mock them, but they're part of it, and your character is nice to them as he as nice as he can be. Yeah, I mean so the joke was always. Like, I was sort of, I, when I started out, there was a lot of um, hidden camera things, and, and you, you know, you'd have members of the public, and you'd be pranking them, and, and I never really, never really set. So well, well with me as, as a stand-up, I always thought it was more fun to, you know, I'm, I'm the one who's chosen to be yeah. the guy who's going to be laughed at. So why should I project that onto someone else who's not volunteered for that? So it was for me. It was we always wanted to also show a different side to the people that we had on. Really, yeah. that, that we're not sort of as you say. There's people on there from reality sort of uh, background, which I sort of sometimes struggle with because my sort of career as a comedian was sort of starting really when that took over um, so it was a weird thing for us we, we were like look just strip all that back that your clothesline and you're just back to being that person so when they come in it's just they're, they're just playing a cop and you know for, for me that's the fun thing and it's, and it's like the, the, the good thing is just throwing people in a position and making them awkward without making them feel 
stupid. Yeah. Or fucking that's over. That's what I try to do. Uh, yeah, yes. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just roll it hit by a big custard pie. <laughs> but I think that, that's the one with Deborah Meaden from Dragon's yeah. Den, and she's amazing. She's really engaged in it and really got into it. She was the one great. with Vicky Patterson, it looks like she believes it's true. Yeah, I mean. I mean she, there's bits where she's going. <laughs> there was. Uh, Deborah was incredible. She, she got so angry that she didn't get it right. Right. That's a spoiler. But um, it's two years old. If you haven't seen it, you're never going to watch it, are you? Um, but she's, uh, she was taking... But my favourite was Mark Wright. Because when we had Mark, Mark on, we, Andy turned around to him and said, uh, you ready for this? You okay? You, you feel good? And he went, I don't know which Mark you want. And we said, what do you mean? And he said, do you want Mark from Tally? Or Mark from like the TV? Or Mark from the radio? Or just Mark? <laughs> Yeah. Well, a bigger question than we can answer really isn't it <laughs> sort of go up with, with what you've got son uh, yeah he's uh, yeah I mean he was brilliant though he was, he was yeah it's, it's weird I mean it's, 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 it's like I say it's the sort of world that we, we work in as we were saying at the back there yeah. you sort of you've got to sort of completely love that and, and take it on board and, and have some fun with it which we've, we've, we've tried to do well it looks like you're kind of you know, sometimes you, you're corpsing during the yeah, show yeah. so you're having I can't believe my luck that I'm there <laughs> I could have won something but it makes it seem you know it makes it real, look real which I'm sure it you know yeah no we, we only do like one or two takes yeah. which is sort of which then makes it really weird when you go and shoot something that's <laughs> properly made <laughs> so I'm just doing Paddington the film at the moment and doing Paddington 2 um, playing, yeah, I, work, I don't know if I'm to say what I'm doing in it but yeah it, I hope you're of, Paddington yeah I am Paddington <laughs> in the new one he's grown up he's not taking any shit <laughs> just drinking what a marmalade sandwich fuck off <laughs> what a marmalade you cunt um, and add out to you a marmalade it's every broken Paddington been serving up we after mate um, <laughs> no you realise that the, the the sort of that feels like going to big school because yeah. it is that weird thing of like multiple takes and uh, yeah it's um, yeah sort of it, I mean that's that's where it gets quite surreal really that and yeah. I sort of did a film um, that's out in a while called Free Fire and yeah I was just can't believe my luck really with things <laughs> I don't even this I'm a big fan of yours this is all nice <laughs> nice to come back here and hear laughter after I was here it wasn't even a bad death there was generally someone in the front row, row willing me to do well <laughs> it wasn't even related to them <laughs> <laughs> that's the word when you come off stage it just goes well I thought you were good yeah, mate I, thought, I liked you yeah I, I really found you funny well you had a fucking laugh I didn't want to stand out <laughs> so uh, well, I'll just be, while we're still on the murder and success well, it must have been great that you were doing the scene with Paul Whitehouse which you look like yeah. having a lot of fun with I mean, but he was yeah. but that was he was really trying to go and yeah, get you to laugh. He, I mean, he, and he did. He, yeah. yeah, I mean, that was because he comes from sort of quite a similar background. Yeah, work. Same, he yeah. was a plaster, and uh, yeah, I mean, he was, it was amazing. Really, he's such a hero. And uh, yeah, I mean, like I say, it's sort of Carrie Adloyd who, who has done everything since we started, come up with the idea. And yeah, yeah, it's it, it really is a it's a treat to make of a show. It, yeah. I always think if you know, as wanky as it sounds, it, you you want everyone to sort of think. I'm making a TV show and it should be fun it shouldn't be like oh fucking hell I hate doing this because as much as it is a dream job it can sometimes be a little bit like that so you want everyone to have fun you yeah, want everyone yeah. to enjoy themselves well, it's not, I, mean, I think that is not and I think there was a generation of comedians who weren't who didn't feel I think you're right there was like a time when TV comedy went quite nasty and unpleasant yeah. and it was about making trying to make other people look stupid 
And I think this is, you know, this is a really original idea, and it's really funny. And you know, if you haven't watched it, it it's on YouTube. I I was watching on YouTube. Watch on BBC. (laughs) (laughs) Is is it up there? (laughs) Is it on? I'll ask you. Let's go for an emergency question. I think you'll like this one. If you had to do a human centipede with two other people. I don't think I need to explain what a human centipede is to you. I, did, no, no, I, had, no. to, I had to explain I to you what it was. <laughs> and you're in the middle. Yeah. Which two people? Who do you want ahead of you and who do you want behind you? Wow. <laughs> Whose shit would you want to eat? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, shit would forever, because you glued there. Right? Well, I mean, I think you would die fairly yeah. quickly. Yeah. I was, I, it's my, unless you had someone who shit nutrients. Oh, actually, <laughs> Romish. Romish, are you like Romish? Oh, yeah, because he's got a healthy diet. He? Yeah. Um, and he's been giving me shit for years as it is. <laughs> I might as well stick him up there. And who, who's, who would I like to shit in the mouth of? I'll just say Donald Trump. Yeah. Was... I just think that would be almost like the worst thing. If he does, I'm hoping he doesn't get in. It would be great if that was it. You're literally off now. We're going to put you on a plane with this bird. And uh, we're going to fly you to England and you've got to fucking suck up all Tom Davis's shit. Yeah. Obviously, you're going to first say, who's Tom Davis? <laughs> and you've got to watch Murder and Success film on the way there. Yeah. But if, yeah, if he does become president now, he'll track you down and kill you. Yeah. Saying yeah. that, so that is... But he's got a long way to go. He's going to do that with everyone else anyway. Yes, <laughs> there's a long way to go. Okay, that's good. Uh, um, I'll try some of my new, uh, my new emergency questions. Well, um, oh, how about this one? I don't even know what this. I don't know what this one is. Would you rather have a? I don't even know what's going to happen. This one, <laughs> I can't remember writing half of these. I was, you know, I was, I was uh, out of my mind when I wrote them. <laughs> Would you rather have a mirror in which you can see all your dead relatives and friends? Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> but not be able to talk to them, but see them sadly waving. Or, or would you like a voucher for two for one pizza at Pizza Express Monday through Thursday? Oh, pizza. <laughs> pizza Express all day long. You can see your relatives. Thought you'd ever fucking go to that mirror. <laughs> you ever look in it? Yeah. You and even see worse if one of them's smiling. <laughs> one of them looks really hot. Okay, we'll move on to another con. Would you rather have pubic hair made of unremovable barbed wire or be attacked by a rabid badger in your sleep once a week? (laughs) See, the barbed wire is going to be tricky. That's going to be a horrible thing. But if the rabbit doesn't attack you on a Monday or Tuesday, you're then waiting for the rest of the week for it to happen. And if he varies up, if he comes every Thursday, I know it's coming. I'll get the wife out of the house and say, we know who's coming around tonight, that fucking rabbit. Um, But, so I can prepare myself mentally for that. I'm going to take an idea. It's a badger, not a rabbit. I just want to make that very clear. It's a a rabid badger. So it's a badger badger, badger with rabies. um, So with rabies. So that Um, might change your answer. Is it it's not scheduled, it could be at any time in the week. <laughs> Obviously, otherwise you'd just go out, wouldn't you? You'd yeah. I, this is my, one of my favourite things. I got threatened when I was younger by a guy who no. told me that. He literally said, I'm going to be fucking around to your flat. Right. I'm going to fucking give you a kick in. I'll see you Sunday. I said, what time? It's about, <laughs> about three o'clock. Cool. All right. See you then. Good luck with that, mate. Uh, I'll go with the... I'm going to go with the barbed wire. Okay. You like, get your... Get your winky caught on it yeah I've got a small dick anyway <laughs> I'll get into it at the best of times yeah. 
also the question is does the barbed wire pubic hair keep growing it's unremovable Jeez. does it just get just get longer and what longer they, until you just have this barbed wire kind of get bolt rattling against it. yeah the bolt cut what do you cut I don't think you could cut wire. it it's unremovable it says so. oh yeah sorry yeah I wasn't really listening <laughs> yeah it's very it's all there <laughs> it is my attention span's not going great Rich that's what we do everything in one take <laughs> have you ever met a shepherd <laughs> No, 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 I'd like to. Yeah. Yeah, I've never met one. What are they like? I haven't I've met, I've met one either. Is there a shepherd in here? Probably. I think it's unlikely, but you know, it's... If I was in here, and I would pretend to be a shepherd. Yeah. But they can't come out and they have to care for their flocks at night. That's, that's, that's their main job, isn't it? Making sure the, the sheep are uh, yeah, at night time. While bags. shepherds tend their flocks at night. Was it all seated on the ground? Like, watch their knocks. Was it Red Sky at night, Shepherd's Delight? Yeah. Red Sky in the morning, Shepherd's morning. Yeah. Or is it Nature Shepherd's Nature Sky? What is that? Anyone know? <laughs> Who gives a fuck? There's none of them there. They're delighted a lot of the yeah. time, that's all. They're, Are they happy they're, people? No, there's, when there's a red sky. Yeah. <laughs> at night. You think they would just walk out with a red sky and go, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we win again. Um, Does it even mean that there's going to be bad weather or good weather? <laughs> Good weather in the morning, that's what the, this, uh, the weather expert over there says. Thank you for your... For your Are you an actual weather girl? You grew up in the countryside. Oh, well, I grew up in the fucking countryside. That doesn't mean I can predict the weather from the colour of the sky. It's not something... We, where, what part of the countryside did you grow up in? Brixham. I thought you said Brixton. <laughs> Brixton. <laughs> That's what for that. There's a park. Okay, so that's what's done. Always. I grew up in the park in Brixton. <laughs> <laughs> Brixton sounds nice. Um, have you ever met Brian Blessed? Have you worked with I him? I have. Yeah, oh, good. I want, I want to ask everyone this question. Yeah, no. Um, and I bet you've got some stories about having met him. Yeah. yeah I'd um, like to hear all of them for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> we, uh, we went to, uh, me and a guy called Dan Schreiber uh, went to pitch a show with Brian Blessed. So we were going to travel the world looking into uh, sort of different, you know, historical and sort of like sort of things like the Yeti. So this is yeah. where Brian came in. And uh, <laughs> Brian is a Yeti expert uh, and basically sort of told us that if we saw a Yeti, uh, something about running and they then throw their tits over their shoulders. Have you heard this? <laughs> Heard no, this but you have to be very careful because it's not true, you know. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, there's no such thing as a fucking yeah. yeti. Um, but then it's I'll be very careful. Oh, that's it. The, the female yeti's very horny. Yeah. And as he's telling us this, um, he was yeah he was in a sort of like kilt thing, uh, and he went through this whole story about yetis trying to fuck you, and you know be careful to run as fast as you can. And uh, and like, Jesus, quite, you know, number one, I know I'm not in great shape, but I'm not, I think I could outrun a Yeti. Um, and at the end, he, he looked at us and he said, uh, I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> and, uh, oh, Jesus. But it was that look like sort of one of us might go, oh, really? <laughs> oh, Professor. Um, yeah, and then there was a gig, weirdly, and uh, he was meant to be there to headline a gig and he didn't turn up. Right. So got, I think it was Richard Sandlin to pretend that he was him. Oh, yes. Yeah, and it was, yeah, it was it Richard or someone, yeah, someone who did an impersonation. And for about 25 seconds, he got away with it, and then someone in the crowd realised it was a prime blessed because he was wearing pants. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a great man. I'm, I'm thinking, I, I wish I'd asked every guest I've ever had about Yeah, I think you should. Because I think they would all have a... I have to get everyone back 
so I can ask him about Brando. I know Tony Robinson's got some questions, some things to say about him. <laughs> I can I can promise you that. Um, what is your most appealing habit? Habit people are often asked their most unappealing habit. Oh my, what's most your most appealing one? Something you do that's very nice. Uh, I'm always very complimentary. Yeah. Yeah. I always try to be nice to people. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, is that a habit? I always then? buy the first round. Oh, that's good. That yeah. is a nice habit. Yeah. I always try to. I always yeah. think I have to get in there first. Cause what if someone else is? Because I always try to buy the first round. So if we're there together, well, then we'll have a fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll see my worst habit. <laughs> Good. Um, I'll ask you this one, and then we'll go back to asking you about your wonderful life. Uh, if you had to have sex with either Zippy, Bungle, George, Jeffrey, or Rod from Rainbow, whilst Jane and Freddie had sex with each other next to you, but because they're married, that's allowed, but can't join in. Which of the Rainbow, the people from Rainbow? It might be a bit, bit before your time, Rainbow. No, I remember it well. Okay, just thinking. Um, well, Zippy, if you were very good, you could sort of shut him up. Yeah. Um, I mean, but George if you shut him up, what, what are you having sex with, with well, Zippy? Well, I'm me and my kind of footballers. Where are you getting into a Zippy if his mouth shut is my I question. Think I think it's fair to say if you've had sex with a puppet. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's embarrassing. George, well, I have had sex with a puppet, so... Um, <laughs> against George, my will. George was the hippo, wasn't he? George was the hippo, pink hippo, yeah. Yeah, um... Bungle was the, the, the original. Bungle bu- used to annoy me even as a kid. He was a bit like China from Friends, wasn't he? Have you ever seen the, the uh, footage of the, the pilot of uh, Rainbow? Because there's a terrifying. You've got to look at it on YouTube. There's a terrifying Bungle, more terrifying. Sort of got like weird really? eyes, and yeah, it's terrifying. I probably would go with. I'd go with George. Rod was married to Jane first, and then they split up, and then Jane got married to Freddie. But they still tour together as Rod, Jane, and Freddie. It must have been yeah. awkward. You think so? But they seem quite cool about it. Yeah, it's been really strange, <laughs> especially if they had hotel rooms near each other. <laughs> Jane yeah. was lovely as well, wasn't she? Good-looking woman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, George is still my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> Jane wasn't on the table. Um, so, um, well, you, you, like you say, you've got lots of stuff coming up as well. I mean, there's an incredible amount of things going on anyway. So you're doing the new. I read. On uh, Chortle, where you uh, were telling backstage they never spell your name correctly. I don't even get it remote. I mean, it started with spelling it wrong. Yeah. And now they're sort of crediting it as something completely different. Right. I don't know if he's got a problem with me, if I somehow, you know, hurt him in some way. Yeah, he was... I did an amazing thing with a woman called Alice Lowe. Yeah, yeah. I think called Prevenge. So uh, it's a really sort of micro-budget thing that she's put together, and she wrote, directed, and she's a lead in it. And she was seven months pregnant yeah. when she did it, and... Uh, it's an incredible piece of work. It generally is like one of the most inspiring things I've ever been a part of. And, and it's very nice. So I'm sort of picking up quite nice reviews because it's something different from what I've done. It's a bit more dramatic. Um, actually, ironically, a bit of a rapist. Um, <laughs> so that's why I got to chat to a lot of footballers. Um, and yeah, he, he put... Usually he, his first review of me was that I'd done really well at a gig, as a stand-up gig because everyone in the room was on my side. Right. I was like, that's a really weird thing. You like go up to everyone and go, do you know Tom? Um, and then, yeah, he said, uh, and Tom Lucy was absolutely brilliant in this film. And I was like, the fuck you know? Like, you literally, are you going out? I mean, I'm pretty much, Tom Lucy doesn't let anything like me. So, yeah, it, it's... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It is a, a bugbear of mine. <laughs> so I'm giving you a nice bit of, uh, nice, nice bit of uh, praise, but then getting your name wrong. Well, I look forward to his review of, of this podcast yeah, yeah. and see what he calls you in that. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, Alice, so that's, that's, that's about a pregnant woman. Because well, Alice, I've read about it, but I haven't seen this film yet, but uh, Alice was making a, a point to think about... Um, about pregnant women being invisible yeah. in the film industry as well as the world. I think, I think, yeah, that you know that she wanted to. Um, it was like she's not going to get any other acting work during it, so why not go out and sort of get the, get some, some funding for a film and, and go forward? So people were sort of doing it for sort of for the love of. I mean, yeah. Alice, you know, I don't know if, if you know her, she's a really incredible. She did stuff with all the Garth Marenghi guys yeah, yeah, yeah. and won, yeah. won the Perrier Award. Yeah, it's called that then. Yeah, and she and and just a lovely. Yeah, a lovely woman, but just yeah, just like you, I've never ever been on a set where less people were complaining because it's sort of <laughs> seven months, and she's doing her own stunts. Right, she does incredible. Like, go and watch it; it's, it's a really brilliant piece of work, and uh, and it's kind of a bit like sort of tongue in cheek with all these sort of films that you have with every actor in sort of Hollywood seems to be doing like a taken sort of film where you know his daughter gets taken or yeah. his dog gets taken or whatever, <laughs> and he goes on a revenge mission. So it was kind of sort of you know I was sort of like two fingers up to that. Which was yeah, it's really it's a hell of a piece of work. And you in the new Joe Brand film as well? Is that, yeah. is, that is that started filming or is that? I think we start filming that um, the end of end of this month with Sheridan. Very busy. Film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Are you doing yeah. more murder successful? I hope so. Yeah, I think we're sort of ninety percent there. It's yeah. just yeah, it's just sort of working out how to have on have on the show. We sort of want to sort of pitch it and sort of get bigger names and we've got people interested so yeah it's, it's, it's a sort of slow slow burner so yeah lots happening you know we're, we're sort of me and the guys that I work with are sort of very much a sort of work with a sort of little team you know and then, uh, I've just done a, had a sort of quite amazing thing this BAFTA breakthrough thing oh yes that's which right is, yeah. um, which has sort of meant that I can pick a I can mentor and work with people throughout our industry, right. uh, which is why I'm here to ask you. If you know. uh, no, it's, so you yeah. can mentor me. I think <laughs> um, I'm going to so. follow you around and try to pick up. Okay. We could we could do a remake of uh, Carry On Screaming, and you can be Odd Bod Junior, and you can be Odd Bod. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could be Sid and uh, Bernard Breslau. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's the incredible thing because it sort of that seems to have. Or seems to be opening up more doors yeah. with, with one thing and another, and uh, sort of yeah, just I mean they, I, I think they were a bit shocked. They were like, "Who do you want to work with?" I said, "Oh, Will Ferrell." 
let's have a file and they were like, oh, right, um, okay, we'll see what we can do. Um, but, but I want to keep pushing that um, and see what happens. But yeah, no, it's, it's just a matter of, you know, yeah, yeah. I'd sort of try and build, bring a sort of building site esque, you know, without the swearing and wolf whistling um, into TV. I just think try and work as hard as you can at it. And, uh, yeah. Now, according to IMDb, one of the yeah. trivia facts on there. Yeah. Is that you used to work as a drag queen? Yeah. Is that true? Oh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. In Manchester. Really? Yeah, I fell in love at a festival. Uh, anyone? You, we all been to a festival, I'm assuming. You're twitching around there, sir. <laughs> You're at one now. Um, uh, yeah, I went to, uh, yeah, went to a festival, fell in, fell in love with this girl, and then quickly realised that it was probably um, a chemical reaction. Um, and actually moving to Manchester on a whim wasn't going to work out um, and yeah I, just, I was doing a bit of stand up and then sort of fell into uh, so I fell into someone said well, have you ever tried drag so I used to do drag in my voice but in women's clothes yeah. and pick up a lot more work than I did as a stand up <laughs> I think more than drag it was a freak show if I'm honest yeah, that so was, you had the beard and yeah yeah the beard and the yeah. Uh, yeah, same sort of material but I used to sing like uh, songs from Disney I <laughs> <laughs> sing something from uh, Little Mermaid oh I'd love to see that are you going to do that again yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean not right now no but, uh... no, no, no I've got a purple wig uh, or the fishtail uh, but um, yeah so that became I don't know I'd love to do it again I don't know it might be fun to revisit it I love a Disney song Hairspray was my favourite thing right. yeah. it's not Disney but I find that that Tracy Turnblad was literally my inspiration in life <laughs> didn't listen to the critics just went for it <laughs> I'm going to sing and I'm going to dance and I was going to stop me go on Trace <laughs> are, you, are you still doing stand up have you given up doing stand up or do you want to come back to stand up um was, I was, I'd love to, really. It's a really weird thing. I, when I started out, it was that was all I wanted to do, really. Um, and sort of was making the sketches and doing that stuff. But I loved, I really enjoyed stand-up and sort of fell out of it, weirdly. You, you know, you, you, you start earning money through acting and everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I went back to it and died so badly. Because it's like a muscle, isn't it? it it's is. like if you're a boxer, well, Tyson Fury, Fury case in point, uh, rocking up to a fight and you haven't trained. Um, yeah, it, I just died, and I, I, you realise it's a thing that you have to practice constantly. But yeah, I mean, there's a massive part of me that wants to wants to sort of do it again and get out and have some fun. Yeah, it's, it. I mean, it's just when you become you are friends with Jack White, or saying the same thing to when you become that successful, you're doing you're getting all those acting jobs. It's yeah. very hard to go. Oh, I'm going to go and do ten minutes for twenty quid. Down, <laughs> it takes up a lot of time. You so you know it's 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 a difficult thing to get back into. I think it is. But then there's that weird thing that you the more you you do, the more you realise that that's the one part, that's a one thing that you can always do that doesn't have people sort of giving their input or if you have an idea or, or or character or something, you can just go out and do it that night. And if it dies, it dies on your terms. Um, and it, it, there's something, whenever I watch stand-up on television or if I come out and watch someone, uh, there's a real angst and a real... I don't get that if I, if I watch a sort of good comedy or a good film. But if I watch stand-up, I sit there thinking, oh, fucking hell. I, I don't know if I ever fulfilled what I wanted to fulfil out of it. So I yeah. find that sort of a weird thing. I, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to think that I'd have some time where you can really get, in, get stuck in, you know. And yeah. then also it's that weird thing that... I, find, I think it weirdly really is an actor and, and doing characters... If someone doesn't like your character or someone doesn't like your, uh, you know, whatever you're doing in a film, or 
you can always go it's good if the character's a dickhead if, if you're doing stand-up and someone turns around and goes oh fucking hell I didn't like you you're like that's me that's actually me but not um, everyone's going you know the thing is you get, you know, you get this, bad, this stupid review in the Telegraph which yeah. is, it proves to be well it's someone's opinion but it proves to not be most people's opinion of the show no. but it's like on, on show one it is just someone's opinion and so I think like a lot of comedians I find it interesting and I understand it because I'm a comedian as well yeah. is it, you know you start off wanting everyone to like you but then I think you've just got to realise that's never going to happen. You know, no one, if you're not going to be a good comedian if everyone no, likes you. No, no, so, And a lot so. of the reason people get, don't like comedians is because you've rubbed them up the wrong way for some pertinent and good reason, I think. So they, yeah, they, they've seen something in you. To actually get the reaction of dislike is quite strong. You know, just yeah. like the worst thing is someone go, yeah, you're, yeah, you're all right. <laughs> my guy called Michael Smiley, who's, who's um, been a bit, bit of a mentor, I guess, He's an actor now and he's a brilliant, brilliant stand-up. You know, I, know, my point. Yeah. I remember him saying really early on in my career that you have to incite one of those two feelings. The last yeah. thing you want is at the end of the night, someone going, hey, what about Tom Davis? You go, oh, which one was he? <laughs> yeah, oh, he exactly. was the guy who did sort of the joke about da-da-da. And, oh, yeah, I yeah he was all right. He, exactly. You know, you, I, and I, you know, I don't take any of it too too seriously really I think it's I enjoy it it's a remarkable job to do things get you at a different you know I've, I'm quite I've got quite a good resistance to it now but every yeah. now and again I'll, I'll see a tweet or chance yeah. to you know, Google myself and find something that I shouldn't really have ever found out <laughs> that someone was saying and you know it'll suddenly make you furiously angry because it's very hard to be criticised and, oh, and go you know and, but then you realise well you know they might be that guy from the Telegraph to me looks like he's probably a bit of a dick I mean, he's, he's so probably, would you want that guy to be to like yeah, well, what it, but there's also that weird thing of I mean I don't know if you've ever had where you get threatened or you get when you get sort of really aggressive tweets that yeah. get said I had one guy that sort of was like I want to cut you up into tiny pieces and throw you in a canal and I was thinking how much time have you got was it I'm a big chap um, I think no you're not and like was it like, CJ from Eggheads who did that <laughs> no. <laughs> could have been actually um, but uh, but I was like I sort of tweeted back like why and then, yeah. then you break it down and before you know it he's been actually quite pleasant yeah yeah well I like to try but people criticise me on Twitter for engaging more with people who don't like me than people who do like me but I'm quite fascinated but I think it's fascinating oh, yeah, I'm fascinated by what makes someone I mean I'm quite fascinated by what makes a reviewer want to you know put his opinion out there as if it's like bang you know but at least that's a job but if someone's finding you and tweeting you go oh no I just don't think you're that good mate you go Fine. Yeah. <laughs> right. It doesn't really I was matter. Thinking, would you walk up to someone in the pub and say it? Yeah. Like, you've got to have real sort of brass balls to walk up to someone and go, Oi, mate, I thought you were fucking shit. I want to cut you off and put you in a fucking you know? But it's. Because um, then you just call the police. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, I find it such a. I, I always openly try not to criticise stuff. Yeah. Like, especially, I would. It, pains me a bit when I see other people from sort of our industry really slagging something off because they haven't liked it and everyone's got their opinion yeah. but I always think we've, we, we all work so hard and it's, none of this comes easy whatever we're doing so to sort of sit there and slag something off is, is and I really you know I, I sort of try and stick to that as much so, I mean I got um, uh, I got uh, blocked from Ian Wright because uh, I said something horrible about Agent Charles uh, which I sort of thought that's a really weird thing you because know, I'm not the only one um, but I sort of learned my lesson yeah. in progression from there because I really like him right I think he's amazing <laughs> I want to walk up and go I'm a lot more fun than Agent Charles <laughs> um, but 
yeah, it's sort of it's a weird yeah, it's a weird thing. It's difficult though. I mean, you have opinion. You want you know you have opinions. And part of our job is to express opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the difficulty is if you know you, we've up to an extent you've got to take the piss out of other people a little bit with a big yeah, opinion. Yeah. And so you know you're gonna upset, you're gonna upset people, and even if you don't, someone will get upset with. Yeah, I mean, I've, with I've, any joke you do, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's an interesting. Like we've 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 had it with murder and successful where we've inadvertently upset. You know, we me and Chris Kamara sort of got dressed as women and we we got some sort of flack for that for some reason. Um, and and yeah, weirdly, we sort of you'll get tiny weird little things where people we made a joke about diabetes where it wasn't even horrible about diabetes. Yeah, don't my, don't do diabetes yeah. jokes. They yeah. don't like it. they don't like it. Those no, diabetics. No, generally, there was there was a lot of you know. <laughs> <laughs> They like you to be very accurate about what diabetes yeah, no, is. That is like, that's, that's a wrong sort of diabetes. <laughs> it's fair oh, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's fair enough. My brother-in-law has it. It's, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of, no, that's no good. I know someone who's got yeah, diabetes, I, yeah, so yeah. I'm allowed to take my that. My cousin's well. friend has it. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I would never want to offend him. <laughs> Which types have you got? I don't know. Well, he gets a dry mouth all the time. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking for a new emergency question. They're all rubbish. Oh, I'll ask you this. Does sex with a robot count as cheating if the robot is an exact copy of your partner in looks and personality? Um, no, I don't think so. No, I mean, have you brought it together? Well, you would have to make it. I haven't, I haven't done it myself. It's I mean, je- let me tell you something. Yeah. If I'm making a robot, it's not looking anything like my wife. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a compliment, is what I yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, that, it's no compliment if I walk in with a back, bunch of old sort of barrels and go, uh-huh, who does this look like? We won't be needing you for a week. <laughs> it's to use while they're away. You know, it's a romantic yeah. gesture. So while you're away, I've got this exact copy of you and I will be making love with it and thinking of you having sex okay? with other cardboard boxes <laughs> <laughs> but what if the robot is an exact copy of your partner when you first met them <laughs> see it suddenly turns doesn't it it turns suddenly why what's wrong with that oh that's bad all of a sudden it was romantic wasn't it well, and now it's unromantic I'm quite lucky my wife is uh, she hasn't really changed in the okay. sort of five years we've been together she's still as beautiful so uh, um, yeah Mine's changed. So that is, uh, <laughs> she's even more beautiful. Now. Oh, I should have said that yeah. one. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? Oh no, that's not right. That's not any good. I'm not asking that. Um, how about this? If I'm born a bigot, does anyone have a right to tell me my lifestyle choice is wrong and I should change and be like them? <laughs> if that's how I'm born. Yeah, but I think we, we all group around and try as hard as we could. Yeah. And just changes. try and... Yeah, I mean... Well, then, isn't that bigoted to change me as a bigot? Because I'm that's who, who I am. I'm going to actually sort of play dumb here and pretend I know what bigot means. <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, it's for the best. Oh, this is a good one. You'll love this one. Would you rather live in the waxy ear of a grumpy giant, <laughs> eating only what flies in there by accident, and not being able to make a noise for fear of being ejected with a huge cotton bud? <laughs> Or live in Middlesbrough. <laughs> the, the weird thing is, I am an yeah. inch away from being a giant with very waxy ears. <laughs> if I was an inch taller, I'd actually be a giant. Everyone would think to the beach, I'd be a giant if yeah. I was an inch taller. Wow. Um, and you know what? I actually quite like Middlesbrough. Do you? Yeah, I'm not. I'd prefer the giant's ear. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It's the cotton bud that makes the difference, isn't it? Yeah. If there was a cotton bud in Middlesbrough, yeah, knocking you about. 
But there isn't. That's, the one, that's the one thing that Middlesbrough's got going for it. I love Middlesbrough. My family from Middlesbrough. I'm allowed, again, I'm allowed, I'm allowed to do it. Do you think the Tim Allen film, The Santa Claus, could ever happen in real life? Oh, man. Do you know what? I'd, uh, I'd dream that that would be me. Did you? That'd be incredible. I'd love that Do you that think that's incredible, me. to be press-ganged into being to Father Christmas? But what a job. I've really enjoyed And he's got all those little guys running around for him doing yeah. most of the stuff. Well, it's kids in that one, isn't it? He's got, he's got well he's, he's got, Tim Allen's got a family and then he's taken away from but his isn't family but isn't it kids walking like no they're like, elves I think they're elves, elves and yeah, kids not, I don't think it's that oh, not the version I've seen <laughs> so <laughs> like, that's a, I think one when he works he goes to China lightning <laughs> uh, for Nike um, no I, I think that would be incredible right if that was you wouldn't you want to be Santa Claus no not give up my whole life to go and do that because I'm you'd take your wife and kid with you I'd have thought I even say it's a big move, isn't it, to the North Pole? Oh, I think they'd probably, they'd probably let you do this still. You'd probably not do you. I'd have a big beard. I'd be, well, I mean, yeah. Uh, I love the fact that you, the reason that you won't do it is your beard might be a bit bigger. Oh, yeah. What the pay is being Santa Claus? You can probably nick some stuff on the way around, can't you? Yeah. Have a little tea, though. If you just take a quid from every house you visit. I was, when I was younger, I always thought, that, is he paid a little bit from every country? <laughs> Like they all sort of put in. And obviously the poorer countries, not as much. That's yeah. why the kids don't get as nice of presents. <laughs> I would think, like, if I was running for, like, Prime Minister, yeah. I'd try and think, how many idiots have we got? That I could go, the first thing I'm going to do is make sure we pay Santa a little bit more money. <laughs> um, so the presents will be better. Yeah. And kids will just be on it. And a lot of parents will just vote because they want to make their kids happy. Yeah. And he, <laughs> who would write you? You could never say, well, when you vote for Santa, Daddy. And you couldn't say, because he's not real. And this guy's standing on the worst possible basis. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There's an yeah, idea. Give it a go. Yeah, it's not well, in all fairness, there's, there's worse things that Trump's saying. There is. There's definitely worse things that Trump's saying. Um, have you ever seen a ghost? Uh, I, used to, I think when I was a kid, there was sort of a weird thing at the end of my bed once. Was there? Yeah, it was in it. <laughs> Could have been my dad. Oh, <laughs> Someone in from the pub. Uh, no, it was like a sort of creepy sort of old man right. who, uh, who said, I'll be back soon, uh, and never came back. <laughs> so it was either a paedophile yeah. who, who broke into my house taking one look at me and thought, oh. <laughs> going out the window, and his mate's gone, anything? <laughs> Leave that one. I've got number 76. He's not for us. Or it was a ghost. Yeah, good bit. I can't imagine you ever being a child. I find it very hard to picture you as a child. No, it, like, it all I do is picture you at about six foot tall. I was always like that. I, yeah. there, was a, there was a teacher at my school who used to sort of take boys to the football and there was sort of always rumours. But he never took me. Right. And, uh, yeah, obviously that was the first moment of rejection that I sort of got used to. The worst type as well. Like, you know, yeah. With paedophiles just going down up for Dividing the audience here tonight, so we might we might be getting back to the the, the death. I like it. Uh, have you ever been in a canoe? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how was it? Uh, it was all right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was quite an enjoyable sort of trip. Yeah. Uh, you can't see worry about capsizing. Yeah, you? you do. We get taught yeah. how to capsize. Yeah. Were you taught how to capsize? Well, I, we we did it at swimming pool, and the worst thing was that I was more worried about it in my head. Yeah. on the bottom and I could actually just touch the bottom <laughs> so uh, yeah I mean I'm not really into all that sort of no, I'm not. outdoorsy shit 
Should we go back to paedophiles? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we can get there from a canoe. I'm sure we can find someone. Have you ever, tr- have you ever eaten sushi? Yeah, I've, yeah, I've become quite a big fan of sushi nice, recently. Yeah, eat it. <laughs> when we do pledge, we do it in Bulgaria. Yeah. So we eat it. It's one of the only things. Because the Bulgarian cuisine... The Bulgarians have sushi. Yeah, there's, wow. there's some sushi bars that have opened up. Uh, the set food in Bulgaria. The first day I got out there was raw chicken. Right. And, uh, I was like, oh, this chicken's raw. And don't you tell we have it. I was like, oh, right. And it was really sort of... I mean, I, I'm hoping it was chicken. I didn't eat it. And then for dessert, we had milk and chives. <laughs> uh, I was out for two months so uh, yeah I sort of lived off sushi and glad when the sushi came yeah yeah I sort of became quite a big it's fan like the indignant of the guy that's how we have our chicken we all get food poisoning every day but that is how we have it oh, I think they brought up a toilet they, they took down a load of big but yeah a load yeah. of people got yeah well, you know, it's raw, they're eating raw chicken so that's, yeah that's and good. I was eating raw sushi you know, yeah. this stuff. <laughs> that's true uh, it doesn't work with everything. It'd be quite a good way if you had, if you eat raw chicken all the time. It'd be quite a good way of just getting rid of the old and the weak. Yeah. Wouldn't it? That's, that, it's back to sort of survival of the fittest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only people with the constitution to digest raw chicken, <laughs> throw it up, but not die yeah. to live. Maybe that could go sort of below the Santa Claus thing. Yeah, I'd like that. Well, I'm, I'm looking for a way to kill, kill the old people because I blame them for everything that's happened. Yeah. Don't you? And I'm, I know, I'm, I'm approaching being one of the old people, but it's the real old fuckers, you know. Not all of them, but 90%. So, uh, you've got to take a few out, you know, a few collateral damage. My parents can go. They were nice, they're nice people, my parents, oh, but I'm prepared to lose my them. My dad's actually turned, so he's a pretty strong, strong guy, so yeah, I think he'd, he'd smash yeah. eating raw chicken. Yeah. I think he'd look forward to it as a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's just found out, um, he, he's retired recently, and uh, he phoned me the other day and he said, uh, so he's a funny cunt. I said, uh, who? He went, I'm a Simpson. Funny <laughs> cunt him, but he's good for a night out. He's a cartoon. Yeah, he hates, sort of touched it earlier, he hates Chandler from Friends. He literally, my mum, I went round to see him and uh, I walked in and went, you all right? My mum and she went, yeah, 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 dad's a bit of a bit weird. I said, oh, is he all right? And she said, uh, He's just watched a couple of episodes of Friends. <laughs> and I said, oh, really? Is he, uh, all right. So I sort of popped my head in. Went, you're all right. And he went, uh, could you have him? This fucking idiot. <laughs> he always got something to say about everything, hasn't he? And I went, oh, right, I'll try. Like, yeah, he's a bit annoying. He's fucking annoying. <laughs> fucking literally doing my fucking editing. <laughs> and I like the others. But him every fucking time. And it's like... I'd love to have seen the friends where he rocks yeah. up. Like, what are you doing knocking about out of him? He's doing my name. Yeah. I just know that because he's got to watch it. He likes the other five. Yeah, he loves the other five. <laughs> he literally <laughs> loves spending time with the other five. He does that when he comes yeah. on. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, he's moved away. He literally, when Joey was moving out, going, please. Fucking please. Can you not cut him a version of Friends without Chandler in it? <laughs> It's much more fun watching one minute with it. <laughs> Actually, I think there was, there was a thing on the YouTube recently about someone who'd uh, done an episode where Chandler dies. You should get him oh, yeah, get, get to watch that. There's, they, they'd edit it together. But you do that thing that sounds fun to people by going, Actually, you know what? He wasn't that bad. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> broken a chair. I let another chair in and snapped it. Is it broken now? We were talking about that earlier. But... Would have broken chairs. Yeah. Well, they're, they're not very good these chairs. No, I'd go. I'd see that when I go around people's house. Yeah. If we go around for a dinner party. You'd always walk in and go, "Hello, how are you doing? I'm Catherine's husband." And they'll go, ah, "Yeah, actually, if you just have this one in." <laughs> It's an old one we've had in the family for a couple of years. So. Um, okay, let's have a go at this one. If you had to permanently seal up one of the holes in your body, I'm not including the pores in your skin or hair follicles, so don't be a smart ass. Which hole would you permanently seal up and why? Oh, wow. I mean, if I if I sort of close up my arsehole yeah there's going to be repercussions you can't escape the shit, the shit still is still it's coming still coming up you'd have to install some you're not allowed to put another come out of my mouth out of my dick <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it would come out of your dick I think that would be that would be quite an impressive I mean I'm, I'm guessing that if I'm doing that I'm asking for some reconstruction yeah. down there well, I mean, um, I wouldn't do the, I wouldn't do the arse, I think, is probably... No, no, no. Uh, I'd probably keep that I'll, one open. I, 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 do you know what? I, the older I've got, the more I love a piss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of my favourite things in the world. Yeah. Taking a, you know, it used to be other stuff, but now... So it's, you'd keep yeah. your urethra oh, yeah. opening yeah, yeah. open? Oh, definitely. I mean, that's the posh word for it, but yeah. yeah. I'll keep that open and running. Your meatus is the uh, actual... Trying to leave my mouth. Yeah. It's like a silent movie. Um, Not many left now, are there? Ears and eyes. Yeah. Ears, eyes, nose. You yeah, nose, one, I'm not breathing. You could do one nostril. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck it, one nostril yeah. then. <laughs> Put a Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a religious question for you now. Good. Why did Jesus say, Why hast thou forsaken me on the cross? Had he forgotten about the plan that he and his dad had come up with to save me? <laughs> Um, I've, uh, I had one of my worst auditions Did you? for a religious film what was it? Um, and who so are you going to be? John the Baptist wow um, so I get a call about uh, this audition uh, and Kevin Reynolds who made Prince of Thieves and Waterworld okay yeah uh, it's out now you can go watch this film I wouldn't advise it it's not very good um, but he's, I'm not in it um He's basically making a thing about when Christ died and the days between him coming back. Okay. And uh, I can't remember the, the days between out. just making yeah, him just lying around. Two mates, disciples. And so John the Baptist can't have been a very good part at this in this particular. I mean, it was actually quite a big role. Well, mate. he wasn't alive at that point. I mean, oh my god, it was John, the, whatever he was. Okay. It was yeah, I thought it was John. Obviously, not historically correct, but um, <laughs> it was the guy who made the Lord's Prayer. That was the idea. Okay. But that was Jesus, I think. <laughs> I've not seen the film. <laughs> but this was the part. Okay. So I rock up and everyone else there is quite chiselled and, and good looking. And I'm thinking, oh shit. I've, not, I've never done any drama. So I walk into the room and uh, the guy's like, okay, um, so you're playing John the Baptist or whoever else. Um, <laughs> whoever you might need to play for the story or what makes sense um, so the bit is you've got to read the Lord's basically the scene where they're all sitting around the campfire and your character is reading out the Lord's prayer for the first time so I play it a bit like our father uh, out there in heaven and he went oh, have you forgotten the lines I said no no I just think that when he reads it for the first time he's not very confident about it <laughs> He's probably been re- writing it, isn't he? Thinking, oh, what are people going to make of this? 
<laughs> you've got to be a right fucking, you know, big dick to walk in and go, oi, have a dig at this. <laughs> and he doesn't strike me that John is that sort of bloke. And he starts laughing. And uh, then I had another bit where I'm sort of like saying about, you know, going back to Jesus. And uh, I can't remember what it's called for, like, it's called like Cassius the God or something like that. Sort of completely gnaws the audition and then uh, walk out. Um, and everyone sitting there is these dramatic actors. And all they've heard is people laughing in the room. <laughs> and this guy looks at me and goes, hey, hey, is it a comedy? I went, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it was the worst. Uh, the worst audition. I've had quite a few like that, but that was yeah. Now looking at it, obviously it fell down anyway. The John the Baptist wasn't alive at the time. Uh, I wish I'd known that. You know what? Uh, I'm glad you're doing another film. I was recently talking to Richard Herring. Why are you here? Well, that audition I did. Um, it could have just been his head. Yeah, it could have been his head flying in on a plate. Yeah, <laughs> you're in a spaceship. because yeah. he had his head chopped off, didn't he? John the Baptist. I, I don't right, know much about the Bible, I've got to say. Is, was Bathsheba, is that it? Am I going the right way? I can't remember. Anyone religious here? No. You, you were looking at him. <laughs> You're embarrassed, I'd even ask. There's a lot of people who base their look on the 12 disciples here. But they're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're not, I, don't, I doubt they're really, And you're welcome to be religious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look how many beards there are in this. It's nice, isn't it? David through the disciple. Which disciple would you be, David? Thaddeus, I think. He had one, didn't he? Who uh, I don't know if he, were, he, he used to make stuff up that he did. But there was one that no one knows about. He used to go off and fight zombies and stuff. <laughs> I like the idea of him. He's the one that you know. Where have you been? Uh, fucking fight zombies and shit. Yeah, there were a lot of. I mean, Jesus is a zombie. Yeah, yeah. Isn't he? He was, Lazarus is a zombie. Oh, that would have been a better film. <laughs> Jesus is alive. What the fuck? <laughs> he wants to eat your flesh. <laughs> wow. Drink your blood. What happens when the Son of Christ comes back? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any predictions? This will probably go out in 2017, uh, but we've got, we're recording this in November. Have you got any predictions for any more celebrity deaths in 2016? Oh, fucking hell. Who would you like to see? Who would you like to see go apart from Donald Trump? Or just like who do you think <laughs> it, it's got to? It's got to build up to like. Because so many have gone. Yeah. If 2016 has any kind of dramatic... Well, I'm worried about myself for a start. Yeah, Things absolutely. have just started going right. Um, God, that'd be horrible, wouldn't it? Yeah. Would it the worst if this was my legacy. We I died a week after that. We still put it out. I promise you we'll still put it out, but I'll, do, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have a picture of me Will holding a sing? picture of you looking sad. Go, oh. <laughs> That'll be the picture. And I go, well, let's find it. Would it be what you wanted for this podcast to go out if you are dead at the time of transmission? <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Good, yeah. So it's literally yeah, what you wanted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, you know, my and hands, you my hands are tight. successful. He seems all right. <laughs> oh, rest his soul. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, Paul McCartney's got to die, basically, hasn't he? Uh, I mean, for 2016 to end on a, any kind of, I think you can't I, start with all those people and then go, oh, and then uh, I'd, I'd take McCartney over like a Springsteen or someone. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. I don't want him. To, I don't want him to die. I like no. Paul McCartney. He's been in the dream version. Oh, actually, I'll tell you what. If you're offering people, get Ringo out. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's the one where you go. Yeah. Show Thomas the tank engine for a, a week. <laughs> Not well, saying I want Ringo started dying. It's been a bit of a uh, fallow period, hasn't it? Big celebrity deaths, but yeah. 
Who, Bruce Forsyth? Yeah, Bruce. Bruce. Oh, come on. Probably, he probably has died by the time this goes out. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to ring up and ask if it's what he would have wanted to, for, the, for that heck to go out. <laughs> well, you know, it's all sitting down, isn't it? So you might be all right. <laughs> I would like, you know, there's people, you, there's people you kind of think, I would, you know, wish I'd asked them. Like, there's loads of people, like Carolina Hearn, I can't, yeah. and Victoria Wood. I mean, fuck, I would really love that. So I'm, yeah. I, Met Victoria Wood last year, and I was too shy to go and ask her to do this, you know. Yes, because I'm very shy. And in real life, I can only do it via Twitter, and uh, and so yes, yeah, so it would be great to talk to her. Yeah, both of them. Now we have well. to do it with a Ouija board. It's can't be as good, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you think that death's the end of you? Well, I think you're sick. There's <laughs> a mirror with them waving back. <laughs> We'll get that for the next series. We'll kickstart it. it. Might be quite expensive. Derek Bakora is standing in the stage. You ready? <laughs> you see if anyone's around. Cheers, Del. Well, it's been like, thanks so much for coming on. I'm a massive Thank fan you. of your stuff. It's fantastic. People must watch it if they haven't seen it. I'm sure they haven't, and there's loads more coming up. Um, you're in Uncle as well. Lots of things you've been in. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. There's loads bit, of things yeah. I haven't had a chance to talk to you about. But we'll get you back another time, and it'll, oh, be, all, it'll all be good fun. What does that say? Unholy. Don't know what that says. <laughs> so, um, uh, yes, well, I, I think we'll end it there. So, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. It's Tom Davis. Thank you. Thank you for Richard Herring, that's the Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Tom Davis. The music is by Pest, I always forget. Thanks to everyone at the Square Theatre, thank you to everyone at Go Past the Strike, thank you to everyone at the British Comedy Guide, especially Orange Mark. It's produced by Ben Walker, as usual, not here, so thank you to George for stepping in. Even with one arm, he's a better producer than Ben Walker, George. Not a good sound man, but he's a very good producer. It's a fuzz, gofasterstrike.com, a Sky Potato production. If you've enjoyed this, come and see me on tour or buy my DVD. Go to richtang.com or gofasterstripe.com and you can find out all the details of that stuff. Go on, do it. It'll be fun. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.